Welcome to Musings with Rob. Well, as many of you know, January 6th came and left a very, very uh, horrible taste in uh, our mouths uh, based on everything that we saw transpired at the Capitol. And because of that, I did not want to dwell on anything like that. I'm sure there are perhaps hundreds or maybe thousands of podcasts out there on that subject. So I wanted to uh, look more into a particular verse of Scripture, and that is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. Uh, We are reading from the New International Version. It says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven. And there is no favoritism with him. Well, as most of you already know, verse 5 is, I believe, the most popular verse in Ephesians, the entire book of Ephesians. Popular in the sense that it addresses the issue of oppression. Some people say servants. However, the New International Version said slaves. So I remember um, looking at um, a uh, video on YouTube and somebody was talking about this particular reading and they were offering some thoughts on it. As we understand it, this is the verse, verse 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. This is the very same verse that was used, yes, by the slave masters and by the white supremists and by those haters uh, when they were oppressing the Africans and when they had enslaved them. In fact, I was watching a movie recently in which the slave master was sitting around on his front porch, apparently it was a Sunday, and the slaves were gathered around having a church service. The slave master was sitting there with his family, and the preacher, who was a slave, read from this very same reading. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. And of course, the slave master uh, was very happy with the the message that was conveyed to the rest of the slaves. Uh, The message was that certainly um, the Bible was teaching that the oppression of the slaves was a biblical thing. It was there and that the slaves had a responsibility to obey their masters. That's basically what was conveyed by the reading of that verse. It is always curious that I've never seen any portrayals whatsoever of the reading of verse 9. 
I'm talking about the verse that says, And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. I have never heard that read in any of these depictions. Why? Because these people knew, these oppressors knew, that if the slaves had heard that part, then that would have been the end of it. So what the slaves received was that one verse, and everything else was redacted out. It was basically omitted in the best interest of continuing the oppression of the Africans. So here are a couple of questions framed around this reading that I do have for uh, the scholars that are out there, the pastors and the people who know it all. Since many pastors claim that the New Testament is perfect, they say the New Testament is perfect, they say it is infallible, and they say it is inerrant. They say there are no errors, there are no mistakes, there is nothing that can be questioned in anything in the New Testament. If that is the case, I want to understand how pastors read this reading of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5. How is it applicable in today's world? My second question is, since the New Testament is perfect, infallible, and inerrant, then what positions do pastors take on kids who are enslaved? And the word is slavery, yes. Uh, there are people enslaved in 2021. There is a big financial industry out there making billions of dollars on the backs of these kids who are slaves in the whole human trafficking industry and sex slavery. So it is happening today in 2021. It is a disgrace. It shouldn't be happening. And of all the cries that we hear around the world about injustices, that is one cry that should be louder than anything else today. Of the billions of dollars that are available out there, billions should be pumped into ending this nightmare where all these kids are enslaved so that somebody can become richer and somebody can fly in their private jet and somebody can live in their fancy house and, and eat their big, big dinner and breakfast and walk around with their status. Yes, so in 2021, there is slavery out there. So my, my second question to these pastors, uh, again, is this verse basically tells slaves to obey their masters. Are those kids who are victims of human trafficking, are they supposed to fear, submit, and voluntarily obey those people who are holding them captive? Well, I can hear a pastor say, well, slavery is illegal in today's world. That's true. But does that mean that Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5 is no longer valid or applicable? Well, uh, another pastor may say, well, it, it is valid, yes, uh, because it teaches submission. It teaches us to submit to those who are above us. But you see, that's where I don't agree. I don't agree. Whoever you are, pastor, whatever you call yourself, bishop, I don't agree with you. I do not agree. Uh, this is not about submission. This particular verse addresses slavery. This particular verse, there is no way around it. We can't sugarcoat it. There is no generic context through which we can interpret this verse. It is an addressing of servitude, of slavery. I'll tell you what. 
Every slave master that had slaves back uh, in, in that time period certainly interpreted the verse to mean that they were allowed. It was their way of uh, endorsement of their oppression of these slaves. And they threw this verse in the face of the slaves. They certainly did. Nobody saw it in a generic context of submission on any level whatsoever. No, it was about giving them the right to own slaves and to profit from owning slaves. All right, and that's something for you to think about, something for you to chew on for quite a while, and keep that in your thought process. Here's the other issue now that I've got with the book of Ephesians. While many pastors teach that Paul is the author, and I've heard many people get up there and they stand in their pulpits and they quote, and they quote, and they quote, Paul, 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 Paul. Yes, they say Paul is the author of Ephesians. Yet, we find scholarly sources, such as the encyclopedias, that give us a different perspective. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, it basically states that the book of Ephesians is considered to be deutero-Pauline. That means that it was written in the tradition of Paul's writing style, but it was not written by Paul. Why? Because the, the letter itself uh, was evaluated by scholars, and they found that of the 155 verses in the, in the letter of Ephesians, of the 155 verses in Ephesians, 73 of those verses have strange verbal parallels with the letter to the Colossians. Very strange verbal parallels. And when parallels are made to the genuine letters that Paul wrote, 85% has been duplicated. So they found some copying, some copying, copying, some plagiarizing, we could say. Um, there's very obvious plagiarizing. It seems what the scholars are saying is that Ephesians was clearly not written by Paul. Because Paul wouldn't be plagiarizing his own material. He wouldn't be copying. He, Paul was very original when he wrote uh, the book of Romans. And he was, you know, the letter to the Romans. And he was very original when he wrote the letter to the Corinthians. So th there is no copying in anything that Paul did. But yet Ephesians uh, has a strange, very, very strange parallel to Colossians. They, they duplicate. They, 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 they bring up the same things which uh, many say that's not some, something Paul did. Uh, so it is believed that it was not him that wrote that book. Uh, it, it can be said that it was written by someone um, who was from the Pauline corpus. That is, someone who was familiar with the letters of Paul was from that school of thought and they decided to write a letter. In his name. Now, I don't know why they never just came out and said, hey, I am so and so and so, and I am uh, writing from this location on Paul's authority or, you know, something of that sort, rather than say that they are Paul when they were not really Paul. That, I, I find that very fascinating. So, back to the verse. Although Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 9, has been used to justify oppression 
And it, it, believe me, it's been used to justify the oppression of the races. It's been used to justify oppression of the sexes. You name it. There are people who won't read the Bible because of verses like this. There are people who won't become Christians because of verses like this. Uh, they say it justifies oppression. It justifies slavery. But again, my point is the thing was never written by Paul. Paul, think about it. Paul, whose heritage is, Paul was a Hebrew. Paul was from Israel. Paul knew that Israel were slaves themselves in Egypt. And they were freed by God through Moses. So Paul would never have been writing to endorse slavery. That's something that a lot of people don't think about. So this is clearly something that was written by someone else who had no connection to an ancestry that were victims of slavery. This, again, was not Paul. Uh, the scholars, the encyclopedias are saying it was written by someone else in the style of Paul. And then the people who put the books together, the canonization process, they looked at it. It was along the same way that Paul wrote, and therefore they included it. They never thought about the, the oppressive context of verse 5. They, they never thought about those things. They just basically ignored all of that uh, when they selected this book for inclusion. But, you know, as we ponder this, this verse, let's go back to the kids. The kids who were trapped in sex slavery or human trafficking, should they ever voluntarily submit to their oppressors merely because Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5 say that slaves should obey their masters? I beg to differ. I will never agree with that. I hope nobody out there actually believes this verse could ever be applicable to those kids, or that uh, th this verse could ever be used in any way, shape, or form uh, in the context of human trafficking. I hope there's just nobody out there who call themselves preachers or anything of that sort who actually believes anything like that. At the end of the day, when you go back to the Bible and you take it in its proper context, when you take it in its proper context, you will see that the book does not endorse oppression. It does not endorse slavery. It does not endorse hatred. It does not endorse injustice on any level whatsoever. Are there questionable passages? Yes, they are. But go back and do the research on where they came from. And who wrote them? That's something to keep in perspective when one reads all of this. But again, human trafficking? No go. No way. Shouldn't happen and must be stopped. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Musings with Rob. Please join us again next time.